Welcome to the Simplified Organization Show, where real moms chat about realistic home and life management. We want to avoid perfectionism, reject overwhelm, and handle our housework and all the other responsibilities that God has given us in a way that honors Him. I'm your host, Misty Winkler. I write and podcast at simplyconvivial.com about homemaking, homeschooling, and doing life cheerfully. I'm also author of the new book, How to Use a Planner Without Wasting Time. Today, I'm joined by Jamie Erickson. When Jamie's not curating memories, hoarding vintage books, or playing ringmaster to her circus of five blissfully abnormal kids, Jamie Erickson can be found encouraging and equipping a growing tribe of mothers all across the globe on the Mom to Mom podcast, through her blog, The Unlikely Homeschool, at national conferences, and in her book, Homeschool Bravely, How to Squash Doubt, Trust God, and Teach Your Child with Confidence. This is part two of our conversation together where we dive into menu planning tips. If you've been discouraged by your grocery bill lately, then this is going to be a great encouragement to remember the purpose of that food and that it is worth it to foster community around the table. So let's dig in to this conversation. So how about homeschooling and meals and food? It turns out people went to eat (laughs) even while eating. They eat eat every day, don't they? What have been some of your go-to solutions for feeding people during busy days? Yeah, well, I'll, I have a couple of, of tips that I can share, but before I do, I just want to remind moms. I was recently reminded of how we can hear someone give their best meal planning tips and we can lay it over our lives like, again, a silver bullet solution and somehow it doesn't fit. And what happens is then we feel like a failure because our life suddenly doesn't look like the life of this other person and the outcome is not the same. So I can share several different things that hopefully, you know, you can take and sift the the wheat from the chaff and and keep the things that will work for for you. But you have to do it through a lens of this lady's life is not my life and, Mm -hmm. and what works for her might not work for me. I say that because, and if we have a time, I'll just share this quick little story. Yeah. I was um, looking on social media one day and I saw this woman who has a a huge following and she's a very wise woman and she has uh, two little girls, very tiny little girls. And she was sharing about her grocery shopping habits and how she could buy a week's worth of groceries for, I don't know, 60 or $80 a week. And the comment section just blew up. Like, I don't know how you do that. And I can't, you know, get my grocery budget below $200 and And um, I sat there knowing that I spend, here it is, ladies, the number, four to $500 a week on groceries. (laughs) But I didn't feel the least little bit guilty about that or lesser than because I know a little bit about her situation, having two little girls that eat admittedly, and she admits this, she serves them a half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day for lunch. (laughs) I have teenage boys. Yeah, That would not go over well at all. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, you know, my specific circumstances, I host many things every single week. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was feeding five extra people in my house among, in addition to the seven people I, I normally have at my table. So I can share all these things with you and, and I hope to give you some tips, but hear it through a lens of take the, you know, chew the meat, spit out the bones. What works for you, keep, just politely dismiss the rest. Yes. So Amen. with all of those caveats in yes. out there, all the yellow caution tape, here are some things that have worked for me. Um, make a list of all the main dishes that you cook. Go through every cookbook, you know, brainstorm all the things that you normally cook and, and start with a base list of meals. That way, when you're planning your meals, you're not expelling extra brain power and getting decision fatigue. It's all yes. written out there for you. And as you come upon new recipes or try out new things, continue to add to that little spreadsheet or that little list. I think it's helpful to divide it um, into certain categories that work for you. Like I like all my pasta dishes in line and all my fish dishes in line. That way every week I can say, okay, I need one pasta dish. I need, you know, one chicken meal. I need one casserole, one soup. And I just pick, you know, the seven things from the different categories. And then again, it's not expelling any extra brain power. Don't keep cookbooks. I I don't keep cookbooks because I'm a minimalist. I don't want a collection of books hoarding my shelf that I maybe take one or two recipes from. So if you have a cookbook, that you use. And maybe you use probably on average, most women use three to five recipes from any given cookbook, make copies or write them down. I usually put the copies of the recipes I enjoy in a three ring notebook in a little plastic sleeve. And all my family's favorites are in that binder. And then when I want to make a, let's say chicken wild rice soup, I'm not fishing through, you know, 15 different cookbooks trying to find the recipe I want to make. They're all right there in my family's three ring binder of cookbooks. So I take nice. what I want and then I, I re-gift it to someone else who could use a cookbook. Nice. I would also suggest when you're meal planning, one of the, um, one of the criticisms I get from folks that kind of cringe at the idea of meal planning is, well, what about if you're not in the mood for that thing? What if you plan it, plan to have, you know, bean burritos, and then it comes the day you're supposed to make those and you don't feel like eating bean burritos. Just don't assign it a day, you know, pick five, five to seven different meals you want to make and just list them all out on your refrigerator, knowing maybe today you'll wake up and that bean burrito will sound really great. And you can cook it that day. I actually have a meal planning printable that your listeners can download for free from my website that will help you plan without days. So you can plan your breakfast, lunch, and dinner and have them any day that you decide it sounds good. So don't plan the dates. Um, Another tip that has really helped me and feel free to jump in here, Misty, if you have anything to add. Another tip that has been really helpful for me is to fix a meal once, but then eat it twice. Now you have to understand that my husband does not like leftovers and he made that pretty clear when we first got married and I wanted to honor him in that. And that means I'm, I'm cooking a brand new meal every single night because I, I don't serve leftovers, but I can make two different portions of a meal. Let's say I'm making, you know, a spaghetti casserole or something. I'll make two dishes. I'll serve one that night and then freeze the whole other casserole in the freezer for some other time down the month. And in that way, I'm sort of paying it forward to next month's Jamie. 
And I always say, oh, thank you last month's Jamie for making tonight so easy for me because I just pulled it out of the freezer, popped it in the oven. It's um, I think it's helpful to to either, you know, go to a thrift shop or a yard sale and buy extra nine by 13 casseroles. So you have those at the ready or buy disposable meal tins. Um, so then you can even gift that meal to someone. Should your friend have a baby or be sick, you can just pull it out of the freezer and be ready to love on her very well with a hot meal. So fix it once, eat it twice. And then um, if you're not in the habit of meal prepping or menu planning, an easy way, I think, to get started with the habit is to write down the meals that you made So as you're making the meals, let's say you decide to have spaghetti tonight for dinner, write it down. We're having spaghetti tonight for dinner. Then write tomorrow's meal that you make down. By the end of the week, you'll have an entire week's worth of meals written out, stash that away for next month. And then you have a meal plan to pull out. So you can sort of um, reverse engineer Uh a meal plan, if that makes sense, by just writing down as you go, because then you're building a foundation of meal planning that you can add or detract from in the coming months, but you don't have to invent the wheel all by itself. Well, I love, Um, and then go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I love that idea because you're also then writing down what you actually eat. Cause I think sometimes meal planning gets, is just wishful thinking, you know, it, it doesn't work because we were thinking what we ought to be making for dinner yes. or what we feel like it ought to be like when it's not realistic and what our family actually eats, but we should plan yeah. the way that we just actually live. Yeah. And then the next month you pull out that pre-made meal plan and then you just tweak it. You're not having to invent it. You're just saying, well, you know, spaghetti doesn't really sound good this week. I'll throw in something else. So you're just tweaking and, and tweaking is easy. It, inventing a wheel is not so much. <laughs> And then lastly, and this might seem really obvious, but teach your kids to cook right alongside you because, you know, now I have five kids. That means realistically, I could have five days off cooking dinner if I wanted to. Um, Now I don't, but they all help me. They are assigned um, a day a week where they help me in the kitchen. So we take a rotation. And if you start this early enough, when your kids are really little, by the time they are tweens and teens, they are making whole meals um, with or without you last yesterday, I had a really hard day and I was hosting a, my book club right after supper. And my, my daughter comes into the kitchen. She's like, mom, why don't I cook dinner tonight? And I said, oh, that would be great. <laughs> and I didn't have to cook. Well, I was paying it forward to myself, you know, 10, 12 years ago when I taught her how to cook. Um, I would really highly suggest you start with a cookbook that has lots of pictures. I really have grown to love the Pioneer Woman cookbooks, not necessarily for myself, but to pass along to my kids because she's included photographs of every single step that um, kids need to do in order to make this meal. So there's really no messing it up. We also have utilized your kid's cookbook and have it um, stashed away for the early steps when my kids are just learning to join me in the kitchen. So get a cookbook that is user-friendly for a child. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a kid's cookbook. I think sometimes those are filled with, you know, things that aren't really what you would normally eat or want to make. But if you find a great cookbook that is kid-friendly, even if it's not written for kids, you're paying it forward to yourself and you're teaching them a lifelong skill. Yeah. 
Yeah, my oldest just moved out on his own a couple of weeks ago. And oh, wow. He's like, you know what? I don't have to worry. Maybe he's eating ramen, whatever. He has choices to make, but I know that he can cook. If he wants yes. to, He's he has experience in grocery shopping, in making all the food and, and cleaning up after it. He's equipped. He can make his choices, but he is equipped. And so I don't have to. Right worry about that, but that is, it is a, you know, over years of experience and doing that alongside them in the kitchen for sure. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're giving them a tool that will they'll use for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. This has been such a fun conversation. And so I know you shared that you had the free menu planning resources and we'll put all the links in the show notes below so people can find that. But do you want to mention that again or let people know about that? Yeah, it's just uh, a meal planning printable that will help you, you know, have a place to put all of your ideas for meal planning. So you can print that out for free. Just go to my website and you can use the code simplified um, to grab it for free. And it has been an honor and a joy to join you, Missy. It's always fun to chat with you. Thank you so much, Jamie.